1: everybody welcome to who cares about the rock hall a podcast about the rock and roll hall of fame i'm your host joe quazala and i know too much about the rock and roll hall of fame with me as always via zoom video chat is my co-host doesn't care as much about the rock and roll hall of fame some would say she's rather skeptical of the institution it's kristen Sutter.
0: truly caring less each and every day that this quarantine <laughs> continues i can tell you that There was a time when you could feel my care mounting. I think the listeners often commented that I now really seem to care. And boy, oh boy, I can tell you, even with all this time to think, the amount of time that I spend thinking about El Rock Hall is limited to one hour per week while we are recording this
1: show. Yeah. And would you say it's dissipating?
0: Yes. Rapidly? It's really hard to give a shit. (laughs) I mean, it was really hard before, and Uh now it's like even harder. I'm like, The Rock Hall? (sighs) You guys remember The Rock Hall?
1: I get that. But, Kristen, we have been doing playlist episodes in quarantine. We've been going year by year for each Rock Hall class. I am picking quarantine-themed songs for each inductee, and I would say you've you've found some songs through our journey that you enjoy. I
0: definitely, I've been enjoying this journey. It's neat. It's neat. I wonder if people miss us having guests. You know, sound off in the comments.
1: (laughs) And you know, if you want to register your complaint, you yeah, know how to do that. Yeah, uh, don't
0: do it by leaving us a review. Do it in an email. And
1: complaints then you complaints know,
0: go complaints go to the
1: email. Only glowing five star reviews go to iTunes. Okay.
0: Compliments go to iTunes. Complaints go to the email.
1: We want to make that abundantly clear.
0: Also, uh, complaints go only to Joe Kuzala. I don't yeah. want to hear them. <laughs>
1: don't you? Don't you dare involve Kristen. <laughs> no, thank in you. Your drama. Kristen, this is, general rule. This is our eighth quarantine playlist. We are working backwards, uh, and we've made it to 2013. And as our listeners know, at this point, you have no idea what you are absolutely, in store for. Absolutely,
0: absolutely no clue. 2013, the year I moved to Los Angeles. Get lucky was the song of the summer by Daft Punk. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs>
1: You know, this, the 2013 ceremony, is one of the rare ceremonies where it was in Los Angeles.
0: Whoa, a rare money. <laughs> Please forgive me.
1: <laughs> I, you, I know you had to do it. And I'm going to. I simply slide.
0: must. I There was nothing else I could do. It was coming out of my mouth before I could even think twice. And even then, I was like, who? Mm-hmm. Really? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> sorry. So, what happened at this rare money? It was in Los Angeles? It was in, in Los West Angeles. Venue.
1: I believe that it was. LA Live, downtown.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, one of those,
1: uh, from what I understand. Yeah. So, as our listeners know at this point, I try to tell a story through these song selections. And let's begin by, you know, I feel like when you ask someone how they're doing nowadays, there always has to be a preface. There always has to be conditions. Like you say, well, all things considered, or you say, given our situation yeah. right
0: in COVID adjusted terms, blah blah duda.
1: Right, because there's a there's a lot of circumstances. So the first song we're gonna listen to is a song called Circumstances by the band Rush. That was Circumstances by Rush. That is off their sixth studio album from 1978, Hemispheres.
0: It, that did, was not a single? It was,
1: it was released as a single.
0: Did it do, did it do any numbers?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it did uh, not chart at all.
0: I went into that song being like, wow, a Rush song. That's only three minutes and 40 seconds. You know, that's not that mm-hmm. long. And I came out of that song being like, that was only three minutes and 40 seconds.
1: It felt sweeping and long.
0: It truly did. At about two minutes and 30 seconds, I was like, well, that wasn't a bad song. And then I looked down at the counter and I was like, oh, there's still over a minute left of this song.
1: Because it has, like many prog rock songs, it has different almost Movements. movements. Yes, exactly.
0: Here's what I will say about prog rock. It does not want you to get lulled into a groove. No, it's going to change it up. It does not want you to just sort of get into, it. it, get out of the groove, all right? That could be Prog Rock's motto. Motto. Get out of the groove because, Mm -hmm. and there were parts of it that I really enjoyed. I like the kind of soaring parts. That's nice. His voice is interesting. They're singing in French. It was a journey, but I don't know that I was like on it. I don't, I felt like I was.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you were witnessing it and you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Could
1: respect it on some level, but. Yeah. Well, the thing about Rush, I think is that they are, I mean, especially with Geddy Lee's voice, it's very much an acquired taste. And if it's not one of their more mainstream singles, it's hard to make an entryway into listening to them unless you're already on board you're already a fan
0: yeah it's for people who are like you know i would love to try to figure this one out math it's for problems people who appro- approach music like a math problem they're like whoa <laughs> whereas i i like to approach music more like a like a ride I like to get on and go.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And this this is a herky jerky ride, and I I it's not for me.
1: Understood. Let's move on then. We so have you to. You might
0: say these circumstances have put us in.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. The circumstances. It's dangerous outside. and with other people, it's t- it's difficult. this is the
0: Michael Jackson
1: (laughs) (laughs) you can't leave the house you could call it pandemonium you could call it all sorts of things but basically you're safer at home because it's a jungle out there which is what we're going to listen to from Randy Newman
4: Jungle I don't think so, cause it's the jungle out there.
1: was It's a Jungle Out There by Randy Newman that is off his 2017 album Dark Matter. But some listeners, I'm sure, recognize that that song has been around for much longer because it was the theme song to the TV show Monk. And it was written for Monk and it it won an Emmy.
0: Was it like about him? Was it like, and you're a cop, and you got OCD? Like, was it like about? I mean, like it's, about the,
1: it's the same. It's the same lyrics, for the oh, most part. Oh, so
0: it wasn't about. It was still about how dangerous the world is. for Yeah, everybody. which
1: which fits in with the premise of of a germaphobe detective.
0: It really does. It really does. I guess just <laughs> listening to it right now, I'm like, it's just such a depression song. It's just such a now song.
1: Yeah, uh, no. It it, but it like really when fits.
0: when did it first come out? When, when so
1: when, the when was the,
0: the monkening?
1: 2002.
0: Oh, so yeah, a long time ago.
1: Yeah. Well, let's move on to you know the quarantine has forced places to stop operating. Right, businesses, schools. So let's listen to a song called Shut 'em Down by Public Enemy. That was Shut 'em Down by Public Enemy. That was off their fourth studio album from 1991, Apocalypse 9 1 dot dot dot. The Enemy Strikes Black. And that was released as a single in 92 and went to number one on the rap charts.
0: Speaking of prescient.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. This is another mm-hmm. one that feels as. Uh, vital now, if not more uh, than it did at the time.
0: Yeah. You know, I just get so, I mean, obviously no one wants to hear about my frustration about this. It's just the same struggles forever. How can we change?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, and to even like hear that final verse about how if a corporation isn't going to bring their money to my town, like if they're not going to give the money to the people who are buying their products, then like, fuck them. Essentially, that's just still the struggle. It's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And mm-hmm. seeing the pictures of Muhammad Ali and the Black Panthers. and
1: Yeah. So there is a video for this. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> that
1: we watched and uh, it's a very, very 90s montage yeah. Yeah, a video with you know Muhammad Ali, and then racist Looney Tunes <laughs> cartoons, and, and like
0: uh, Malcolm X, and then pictures of black people on money. You know, yeah. which is just like, and we're still fighting for that. It's just, it's this was thirty years ago.
3: Jesus, almost. yeah,
0: almost. And this is ninety two, so this is before the riots. Or this is during. Uh, I, and this is like around that time, and right. you know, like kind of police violence against Black people. And right now, we're. It feels I like will the cycle say, continues without yeah.
1: any progress.
0: Ooh, I don't like it.
1: Well, Chris, I don't. Kristen, why don't yes. we why don't we make a hard <laughs> turn out of this? A hard left, huge shift. Nearly every playlist we've done so far has a song about loneliness. Right this next song i couldn't not do it was staring me in the face and i i i had to pick it for the playlist
0: i'm like what could it so be?
1: let's go ahead and listen to alone by heart that was alone by heart that is off their ninth studio album 1987's bad animals and that was of course released as a single and went to number one and here's something i did not know about alone is that it's a cover
0: what I, I was going to say, it didn't sound necessarily like a song that they had written.
1: Of course, like, that you can kind of tell like a lot of the, the bands from the 70s who were trying to make it in the 80s reach out to outside songwriting help. That yeah. like fully makes sense.
0: This had, this had you know, DW's foot, handprints all over right. it.
1: Now it wasn't, it wasn't Diane Warren. It was uh, Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly who wrote True Colors, They wrote Eternal Flame. Mm -hmm. They wrote Like a Virgin, I Touch Myself, I'll Stand By You. They wrote So Emotional for Whitney Houston. Yeah, they had a huge string of hits. But what's interesting is they recorded it as a group called I-10. And then my favorite little detail is that after their project was not a hit or anything, they gave it to a sitcom, oh. a sitcom about a fictional rock band. And the show was called Dreams. It California did, Dreams? No, no, no. It was a oh. sitcom called Dreams. It did not run for longer than one month. Oh, boy. In October of 1984, oh. it was created by Andy Borowitz. <laughs> So there was a version of Alone that they sing in an episode, and it's a duet between a woman and a man, and it's Jamie Gertz and John Stamos.
0: Is it any good? Are you going to no. play it under me talking right now? Are you playing it?
1: I, I will play it. <laughs>
3: and now it into the boat. How do I get to
1: You know, and that was about three years before Heart were offered the song and then they you know made it their own
0: they elevated it here's the thing i know because i watched their behind the music but man they just would not put ann wilson on camera
1: uh, you see it's her like face you would but then think
0: that ann uh, you would think that nancy had sung the song with the yeah, amount I, of camera time that she, it's like not even when when the guitar solo is being played by someone else in the band, they just do slow motions of her playing guitar and running around.
1: Yeah, almost skin. like humping the guitar. There's a lot of very yeah. sexual uh, movement with the guitar. Her chest is heaving. They have her riding a, a horse. They <laughs>
0: have her riding a horse for like a second and a half. It's very surprising. You and I both laughed. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then they have Ann Wilson in just like a close up with a veil on. They were just so afraid of fat women on camera. I know that that was like the record company was very angry that she wouldn't, that she couldn't lose weight, that she wouldn't lose weight and Mm -hmm. that. So then they just.
1: Yeah, they're not subtle about it.
0: Singing. They're, she's, she's almost like a video she, for never
1: she's in a tower like away from the band
0: yeah like she's, she's in
1: like on a balcony like away from them it, it's really in funny a
0: tower shrouded in darkness and then just close-ups of her face like very classic body shaving treatment very bad and then the whole band is literally romping around the stage everybody's having all sorts of like movement and fun. She is not even on. She's not allowed to be <laughs> behind a microphone. Yeah. Like she does not, at no point do you see her singing into a microphone. It's so wild. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's problematic to say the least. Oh boy. I, I, I They really talked about that a lot in the behind the music. As
1: happens. I recall. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a point of contention.
0: Yeah. And man, cause she's really, you know, elevating that song she's changing she's making it something uh, amazing you know a yeah. best uh, um, a hit and she's she's really getting the shaft in that one it's wild and uh, then just nancy on that horse
1: very 80s all around truly all right well let's move on to you know if you're gonna go outside during this you're going to need a mask you know you're gonna to have to keep yourself
0: here's cuban pete from the mask <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need to have protective measures if you're going to be anywhere near anyone else so let's listen to a song called protection by donna summer That was Protection by Donna Summer. That is off her self-titled album, her 10th studio album, Donna Summer, from 1982. Although the single was released in 1983, not a successful single. Doesn't look like it charted anywhere. But some interesting notes about this song, written by Bruce Springsteen. I guess this was the first album... That Donna Summer did with David Geffen and Geffen reached out to John Landau, who is being inducted into the rock hall whenever they do a ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But technically the 2020 class, uh, Springsteen's manager. And so, you know, Bruce has written songs for people before and they wrote something for her and it was a song called Cover Me. And then John Landau heard it and was like, hey, maybe keep this one, write another one. And then he wrote this song, Protection. And he actually plays on the song. He plays oh. guitar and some backing vocals. Does this.
0: Clarence play the saxophone? On nope, it?
1: just some, some dude named Ernie.
0: <laughs> Ernie, love yeah, Ernie. Ernie Watts. Uh, uh, is Cover Me a Bruce Springsteen song then?
3: Yes.
1: Another note here is that this was produced by Quincy Jones, who was also inducted into the Rock hall in 2013.
0: Oh, We watched the music video for this song. We. And think. I mean that
1: right? <laughs> it's such I don't It's, know. So it's a- weird and so arbitrary in its selection of shots like she is at, at times doing a photo shoot and then she's like being chased by a man and then she's on a motorcycle and then That's it's That's a just,
0: moped, that is a scooter me, at best. Me. Uh,
1: but the, the, it's just so, nothing is connected to the point where I had the thought watching it like, was this created by a fan? Like it, this can't really be the music video.
0: Is it an amalgam of, of stuff?
1: I think they just maybe they decided to put together a music video without really having to shoot much new footage, or I don't know, or maybe they did it's just there's no there's no through line, it's just really
0: uh it seemed confusing. like three different music videos, like yeah. there was the story of her being on the roadside getting on the moped with two suitcases, and then there was the story of her being very bored and weird at a photo shoot. And then there was the story of her being danced at and jumping off a balcony at a fancy dinner.
1: And then there's an additional like sound stage where yes. there's like a bunch of colors. Shadow
0: play. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, I don't know. But the uh, you know, the other players on this song, you've got the Toto dudes, the Percaro brothers and Steve uh, Lukather, who also played on the original version of Alone by I-10, but also they played on every song at this era. Uh,
0: Now, can I ask I-10, is it spelled I-10, like interstate 10, or is it spelled I-E-Y-E-10?
1: Lowercase I hyphen capital T, lowercase E, lowercase N.
0: Whoa, and this is before Apple.
1: I know. They maybe should consider legal action.
0: (laughs) I-10. I mean, we're already on iPhone 11.
1: (laughs) You said it.
0: Kristen, why did I, though? That's the big question. Why did I said it? Why did I said it? Why had I said that?
1: This song was nearly a duet with Bruce, but they ultimately scrapped that idea.
0: I think that would have helped it in the charts.
1: Probably. And Bruce considered recording his own version for Born in the USA, but... And I think he maybe even did record it, but it's unreleased.
3: You
0: know, the song is unremarkable. Like, it's fine. It's a good, good enough song. Like, I wasn't mad yeah. when I was listening to it, but I wasn't like, this is getting a heart on my Spotify.
1: It's yeah. I mean, it didn't chart at all, so that's no surprise.
0: No charts, no hearts, baby. That's, that's how. That's how I do it.
1: How it goes. All right, we've made it to our last song, Kristen.
0: The uplift. What and shall it, it be? Has
1: to be uplifting. Those are the rules I established at the very beginning. So I want something to be optimistic, here's a song by Albert King called Gonna Make It Somehow.
5: I've been trying so try his little brain Can't seem to find that fully globe. Now it's getting hard for me to think But until things change, I've got to take it I believe in my heart I'm gonna make it Yes, I believe that Out in the street Although I'm getting down To my last penny I'm still gonna try To stand on my two feet But until things change I've got to take it I believe in my heart I'm gonna make it Yes, I believe that I am I'm really gonna make it somehow Remember that old song says the change is gonna come. That's part of my philosophy. I got to make it for myself. Don't expect it from nobody else. Believe me, that's the way it's gotta be. That's not the first time that I've been down. Right now I'm level with the ground. I've had a lot of trouble in the past. Still gonna pick myself up, but till things change, I've got to take. But.
1: That was gonna make it somehow from Albert King. That is off the 1976 release, "Truckload of Lovin," which nice. Is,
0: yes, "Truckload of Lovin."
1: That is his deep seventh, deep. seventh studio album. His first with the Utopia label. Seems like it's kind of a hard album to get a hold of. The song itself is not available on Spotify.
0: Not on Spotify.
1: And uh, it was released as a B-side to another track from that album called Sensation Communication Together.
0: If it were on Spotify, I would consider listening to that song. I don't know if I'd heard it, but I I would listen to that song again. It, it was it was good. Had a groove. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, was Albert King... Was- Put in uh, as a regular, or yep. was he early influence?
1: He was on the ballot, and he was voted in.
0: Was this the John uh, Mayer guitar yes. Yes. speech? Okay, Absolutely. I remember that. When
6: it comes to blues guitar, every player bends a note differently. It's literally as unique as a fingerprint. t Walker bent the note like this. Stormy Monday, Tuesday's just as bad. And then B.B. King came along, and BB King did. And then Albert King came along and went.
0: really did sell me on how important Albert King was. And this song was very fun and it was an uplift. I also remembered something that from the heart induction, which was that Nancy Wilson kept apologizing to her children for being away from them she really it's like heart is the perfect case study in modern feminism as far as working mom's guilt uh-huh. body shaming and like beauty standards That's and so and stuff like that i just was remembering that right when i was uh watching the video and i forgot to bring that up yeah they they truly they've been through it all uh this albert king though i enjoyed this song i thought it was cool i'm trying to remember. What was the package like for him? He's, he's the blues pioneer, obviously, and, and when I was looking him up to find this song, because I had to YouTube it, I saw that he was born under a bad sign, which yes. I, I mean, that song is Typical. classic, mm-hmm. absolutely monumental cornerstone of the blues.
1: Yeah. He was just, he's a, he's a guitar God and he played a flying V guitar, which is a very cool looking guitar. That was like oh, his hell yeah. his kind of uh, signature guitar. And he was like a very modest guy who was just really good at guitar and the way he played influenced people like Stevie Ray Vaughan and, and John Mayer.
0: Did he play sitting down or anything like that?
1: Um, I don't think that was a part of his thing necessarily. That's okay. more of a, like a BB King kind That's of That's a
0: BB King thing too. And I've been to like blues clubs. I think that everybody just wants to be BB. And also maybe when they get older, they're like, well, if I can sit, why the hell not? BB <laughs> yeah. King did it, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: if you'll, if you'll allow it, why not?
0: <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to really come for you because the King did it. Mm-hmm. The other King.
1: Yeah, there's, there's three Kings of blues guitar.
0: Freddie King. Albert King King and B.B. King. Very good. I remember. Wow. I really remembered immediately. I don't remember anything about Freddie King, but I did remember that he was the three kings of blues and roll.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And we haven't covered Freddie King in our quarantine playlist yet, but.
0: Ooh. Maybe oh, I bet he's up. next year. I think that they were like two in a row, if I recall correctly, which I probably don't.
1: Me? Well, I guess <laughs> you'll have to listen in next week as we do 2012, because that does it for our 2013 Rock Hall quarantine playlist to recap we listen to circumstances by rush it's a jungle out there by randy newman shut em down by public enemy alone by heart protection by donna summer and gonna make it somehow by albert king uh we will also
0: a relatively diverse class yeah things cons- for the hall i say that relative to the hall in mm-hmm. their history but relatively you know th- diverse
1: i think that's that's absolutely true and by that you mean, um, of course, there were uh, Americans and Canadians. Yes, truly. That's what you mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, th- unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to put, going to make it somehow on the Spotify playlist. But the other ones will make it to the mega mix. If you enjoy these songs, you can find them and listen to them on our Spotify which you can find links to on our Twitter, which is at rockhallpod or Instagram is the same thing. And of course, you can let us know what you're thinking about these episodes or if you just want to say hello, whatever, we love to hear from you, you can email us rockhallpod at gmail.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us five stars only. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusu Kim for the music, Joey Divine for the equipment. Thank you to our respective roommates for allowing us to convert our homes into studios. That's Chad Briggs and Sean Keene on my end, and Ramona trinick on Kristen's end. And of course, thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala.
0: I'm Kristen Stutter. And who cares about the Rock Hall?
6: My name is Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dem1 And I'm Nate LeBlanc And we are two-thirds of the crew that hosts the Dad Bod Rap Pod
2: Our third co-host is internationally acclaimed hip-hop writer David Ma
6: As the name of the show suggests, Dad Bod Rap Pod is a podcast where men of a certain age discuss, debate, and dissect rap music
2: while we are somewhat classicist in our tastes and grew up listening to hip-hop from the 80s until now, we are also interested in the music's present and future. Over the
6: past 115 episodes, we have been interviewed rap legends like Prince Paul, Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, Roxanne Chante, Cool Keith, DJ Premier, and even the proto-rap group The Last Poets, just to name a few.
2: We also make it a point to talk to writers, commentators, and creatives shaping the genre. We've interviewed journalists and best-selling authors like Nathaniel Friedman, Jeff Weiss, Hanif Abdurraqib, and Adam Mansback.
6: And as Nate mentioned, even though we are products of the 80s, 90s, we take time out to talk to some of the most important voices in rap today. Groups and individuals like Little Brother, Open Mike Eagle, Billy Woods, and Rap Ferreira. If you don't recognize any of those names, that's okay, because what we love most on this podcast is to introduce old school fans of rap music to new music that we know you will love. New episodes every week on Thursday. We are the Dad Bod
2: That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football